Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And if you're very observant, you might be able to hear the sound of the clock in the background, which means that I'm in my office. So we're not sat outside, mainly because it's a bit a bit horrible and damp and wet and what have you. And I've just got back from a walk and I'm I'm a little bit just a just a little bit kind of feeling like it's a in for the rest of the evening. It's one of those those kind of damp June fairly slightly cold days so I'm 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 kind of thinking that's it now. I mean and I, and, and I'm going to batten down the hatches for the rest of the evening. Um which seems quite a solemn place to start this week. Uh and I don't know if that'll work its way through the rest of the 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 rest of the instalments but we'll just have to wait and see. So I'll give you a second just to listen to the clock. And then we'll have a little bit of that jangly guitar just to herald the start of this week's TFM. Monday. I've been listening to LBC um, while I've been in the car uh, sort of the last couple of weeks. Um, and I used to listen to LBC because I like James O'Brien. Um, and it's and I like James O'Brien because James O'Brien kind of looks a bit like me, talks a bit like me, and, and I don't mean physically looks a bit like me and talks necessarily like me, but says the kind of things that I would say. And, and you're just attracted to people who have similar views um, the, the, than you, or sort of similar voice views to you, sorry. And um, so I often switch on LBC between sort of 10 and 1 when he's on, and um, and in the afternoon on LBC, uh, it's uh, Sheila Fogarty, who used to be on um, Radio 5, and I always thought she was great on Radio 5, and I think she's great on um, LBC as well, and I've always liked Daddy Man, he's on there as well. And I guess it probably is a little bit left-leaning Remainery, um, but that's fine because I'm a bit left-leaning Remainery, so it all it all plays out quite nicely. Anyway, that's a backdrop. That's a backdrop to the fact that LBC is obviously a commercial state, uh, station and so for a couple of times to the hour you get adverts. And I'm going to come to one of the adverts as the reason for what I want to talk about today, really, which is um, there's been an advert on for Skoda. And I've heard it two or three times now. And the thing that strikes me about the advert is not is not the various bits and pieces about Skoda in terms of the benefits and how well appointed they are and all that kind of thing. It's just um, the fact that the 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 lady who does the voiceover, who's got a relatively generic accent, uh, doesn't say Skoda. She says Skoda, um, and it doesn't match the rest of her accent so when it when it comes to it we're talking quite normally and we're talking about this fantastic Skoda and then we carry on and it's kind of a little bit um I don't know if you if you go far enough back to the to the to the Muppets but it's a little bit like the chef in the Muppets the kind of guy in 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 that far back and in just in terms of the way it's it's almost a bit of a parody when she says it now that's not the reason why I wanted to mention it, I wanted to mention it because it's another one of these examples that happens, they happen probably every two or three years, where a brand that you've known for a long, long time 
comes along and starts talking to you and then when they mention the brand they're trying to shift the pronunciation of a word that's been in existence for ages ages and i'll give you the other example that springs to mind and that's um ikea so for forever and a day everybody in the uk has said ikea and fairly recently we started getting some adverts for ikea uh where they started pronouncing it Ikea. Uh, Ikea, uh, the extraordinary every day, or whatever it is that the, the pitch is. I can't remember what the tagline is. But it just it's just that weird little just a position that you get, that, that weird little moment where something that you accepted to be normal suddenly stops being pronounced in the way that you are used to it. And it's almost it's almost either that it's caught the brand by surprise that it's being it's being pronounced differently to the way they pronounce it or it's a definite attempt to do something to shift it in your brain to make you start thinking about the brand more because they've shifted shifted your perception and they've they've made you think about how you pronounce the word there may be some really clever marketing in it i don't know well there is some clever marketing actually what am i talking about there's some there is clever marketing because i've now started all week i've been thinking about skoda and i've never thought about skoda in years so i don't know who's going to be next and i don't know why they do it but they've clearly cottoned on to something tuesday it started on sunday and it's finished today and i broke it down into four um sections uh, each sort of ranging from 40 minutes to an hour um, and I thoroughly enjoyed re-watching um, JFK, um, which I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed that particular movie. Now, obviously, you can take a view on whether you want to get involved in that particular uh, narrative. Um, some may call it a conspiracy theory, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to, you, you call it. Um, and and I and I don't know if we'll ever truly understand that period in American politics and find out actually what happened in that particular instance. But as a as a film, it's a, it's a really quite an important film. Uh, it's a very interesting style in which it's put together. The performances are 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 really strong. It's a great supporting cast. It's one of those films that has a feel um, around it of things. Like all the president's men, um, you know, like the post. I know they're about similar sorts of things, but it's definitely got that that feel going on. It's definitely got a, a little bit of that um, pre West Wing kind of vibe to it. Um, I think he's I think he's great, including what is a a, a very you know a, a really lengthy monologue uh, in the court sequence at the end. Um, but I just think it's a really well put together interesting very dense in terms of in terms of the material that's that's in it um with some with some great performances you know oldman's oldman's very good um um very good actually uh, sissy spacex uh, very good and often overlooked as as garrison's wife but i mean across the board the performances are really 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 strong um and it was just it's it's not. I'm, it's nice. I'm really enjoying finding films like this and just breaking them down and watching them over a few days. I think towards the start of lockdown, I did it with um, The Irishman, 
uh, the Scorsese movie, and I think you know watched that maybe split down to three or four because it was a similar a similar length movie, and it was just you know it's it, it's it's something I would I mean it's on I'm trying to think which one of the platforms it was on I think this is on Netflix might be Prime might be Prime actually, but I would I would if you haven't seen it I'd put I, I'd I'd recommend you you. Um, I recommend that you you give it a watch, um, and if you have seen it, then I recommend you 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 know immerse yourself in it for a, the three hours and twenty five minutes it plays out. Wednesday. Whether I want to recognise it or not, I have to recognise it's five years since the Brexit referendum, um, and it's a. I don't know. I can't believe it's five years. First, first and foremost. Um, secondly, I don't know if I'm any closer to really understanding the way I feel about it now as I was the day after it happened. And I can distinctly remember the day after it happened. I can distinctly remember the result coming in. I can distinctly remember, you know, um, Cameron coming out and making the speech early in the morning. I can distinctly remember Gove and Johnson looking absolutely shell-shocked at what had just happened because I don't think they really expected that that that, that it would go the way that it went. Um, and I can distinctly remember the fallout in the in the days and then the weeks afterwards and then into a steady cycle since then of not really being able to come to terms with the changes that that particular political event have 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 led to um so it's difficult to you know i can't i can't even five years later i can't look back at this now with any sense of of detachment because in reality it's still annoying me on a daily and a weekly basis in terms of you know where we are with the things that we're now dealing with i mean it's interesting that you know today today on the day that is five years that um two new passports dropped into the house two passport renewals which we'd done a couple of weeks ago um, and we now, in this household, two people in this I mean, one of them's not me. I would have felt even worse if it was, but it's coming anyway. But we now have two blue passports, you know, with with Great Britain on them. And, and, and whilst there's nothing about that to suggest that I'm not, in any way, suggesting I'm not sort of proud of, of coming from where I come from, I, I, it just, it just talks to the fact that I, you know, I used to be a member of something much larger and much more inclusive than I am now, um, and I got no sense of pride. In fact, quite the reverse from that, that, that blue passport dropping through, you know, for, for two, two, two people in the, in the family, including, you know, including my eldest son. So, um, it, I don't know. I, I, I just can't. I still can't come to terms with it, and I still think it's an act of monumental self-harm. I still don't think we're even close to understanding the full fallout of it, Um, and I'm struggling to find any reason to celebrate it, Uh, and I'm still waiting for somebody to tell me what the benefits are. Thursday. It's football fixture day. And um, the football fixtures for um, the new season, which kicks off in the first week of August, uh, were were released. Um, And whilst 
it's not the same as getting the Premier League fixtures because there is a lot of games you look for in there. You know, there's no Manchester United to look for, there's no Liverpool to look for, there's no Manchester City to look for. But it was it was nice to see something that hasn't happened for the last two seasons, which is a load of you know a load of months where it goes Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and we're back to three o'clock on a Saturday playing football, and then plenty of Tuesday nights under the lights at Bramall Lane. Um, which will be thick with atmosphere and hopefully, if everything goes to plan, alive with hustle and bustle and noise. Um, which is, to me, is 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 what football will always be, always be about. Um, I'm a you know I'm a football fan, but I'm not a football devotee in terms of it takes me a while to get in thing, into things like the Euros. It takes me a while to get into you know I I won't sit down and just watch the football on the telly just because there's football on the telly. It's not something that I necessarily do. Football for me is about being at Bramall Lane, or it's certainly about watching Sheffield United. So I like being there and involved in everything that goes on with a game you know, uh, in in that stadium, in that part of the world. Um, and the only real downside is that, as as is always the case, because the season, you know, starts that early, is I probably won't get to the first two games because the first two games coincide with, you know, with a holiday. So, you know, we, we, we're due to, to go down to Cornwall. And so, consequently, I'm not expecting to get to either the first uh, the first game of the uh, of the season, which, if memory serves, is against Birmingham, and then um, the the we've we've got a, a, a an away game in between at Swansea. Could I get from Cornwall to Swansea? That's not beyond the realms of possibility. Anyway, I'll think about that one. And uh, and then an away game away at West Brom, obviously, which we'll not get to. But then on the twenty first of August, uh, on the day we're due to come home from Cornwall, we have a three o'clock. A three o'clock kickoff against Huddersfield, and obviously because of where we live, being only four miles from Huddersfield, that almost feels like a that a really important game. So we there's a very good chance we will be leaving um, leaving Cornwall in time to get back for that three o'clock kickoff. So maybe I'll only miss one. Maybe I'll just miss the one on the uh, the the one on the on the on the first game of the season. Um, you know, and it's. And I know I accept the argument. It seems to be that football never really goes away, and and that's 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 that is right. It never feels it never feels like it really it really stops. Um, and obviously, in a, in a summer, you know, every other summer there's a, Euro, a European or World Tournament, so it really feels like it doesn't stop. But I'm I was genuinely quite excited when when these these dropped this morning, but more because of the. Three o'clock on a Saturday, seven forty-five on a Tuesday night, and I just, I just think that's, I just think that's magical. I think that that if you're a fo- if you're a football fan, you're a fan of a team, you want to watch your team at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, and you want to watch them at, at quarter to eight on a on a on a Tuesday night under the lights. As I say, thick with atmosphere, cold air, tackle sliding in, bit of damp in the air. That kind of is is football in a in a nutshell um, for me, really. Friday. I mean, you literally can't make it up, can you? Um, he's he's been on the ropes, Matt Hancock, for quite a while. Clearly, Dom's gumming, uh, gumming, <laughs> Don gumming. Uh, clearly, Dom is is gunning for him. There's no doubt about that. So, um, you know, we've had hopeless Hancock and. 
all the other things that have gone on in terms of him, you know, being um, called out in, in front of the select committee and, and all those kind of things. Um, but then for today, for um, all the, the well, the, the, those images of... of um, of an embrace and a clinch, um, and and all the talk about uh, an extramarital affair, um, which, by the way, is of no interest. It really isn't. That that, that, that there's no, there's no story in that, and and that, and, and we shouldn't be looking at that. I don't think for the story. What we should be looking at is the fact that in doing so, he's gone against his own advice with regard to social distancing. He was very publicly judgmental of uh, Professor Niall Ferguson um, when he um, broke lockdown rules to go and spend some time um, with a uh, with a with a partner um, and said that uh, Professor Ferguson's decision to resign from Sage was the right decision um, and has been very very judgmental on anybody breaking any form of the lockdown rules and yet here we have um, Matt Hancock doing exactly that. Um, and of course, what's then happened, as you'd expect, is that number 10 have turned around and say, there's nothing to see here. He's apologised. We've accepted the apology. It's it's case closed. Um, now, we're not, we can't be surprised by that. We, we, when we look at the number of times the ministerial code has been broken, when we look at the number of times uh, offences that realistically sh- should have brought around a resignation haven't brought around a resignation, then we can't be surprised by this because there's no degrees of, you know, is this any better or any worse than what other other people have done? It's difficult to say. But the but the point is, at some point, it's wrong. It's just, it's just, it's just wrong on so many levels. Um, and, and, you know, he... There's advice that turns into effectively law that then he is above, and and he's got previous in terms of the drinking past curfew, and and yet we're back here again in this situation. We you know we're back with though. I mean I've, I've talked before on the podcast about whether this whole thing about corruption and sleaze would ultimately do uh, for this government. I, I I can't see how long term it won't, and this is just another example of it, and it's. You know, I mean, it's 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 almost comical. It's almost funny. In fact, there's a really great article that uh, has been written. I think it's Marina Hyde written in the Guardian that is really, really amusing. But at the heart of it is just the sheer hypocrisy of where we are and the sheer hypocrisy of this kind of behaviour. Uh, I mean, it's impressive. I mean, as as a feat of multitasking at a point in time when you're the health secretary in a pandemic, it's very, very, very impressive. Um, you know, boy, can that man juggle. Um, but I, 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 I don't know how long we can go on saying that, that this is fine. We we shouldn't you know don't look at things like this. This is important. What's really important is X because it's not even as if the really important things they're getting right. It's not even as if the really important things are you know are are, are going that well. 
outside of a vaccine rollout, and we have to remember the vaccine rollout has been done because the infrastructure of the NHS is so strong and their local infrastructure is so strong and they have access to patient information and are able to galvanise communities to... To, to action very, very well. And the fact that the, the country has adopted the concept of vaccinations and has been really supportive of it. That's what's made the vaccine rollout go so well. You could say, well, yes, you've still got to have the vaccines in the first place. And I absolutely accept the course you do. You've, you've, got to, you've got to buy them. We procured vaccines and, and, and that was a good thing to do. I'm not suggesting it wasn't. But the rest of the programme has got very little to do with anything other than infrastructures that, if anything, are under pressure from this government not being supported by it. So aside, as outside of vaccine, very little else is going that well. Um, and yet, probably the, arguably the second most government minister at this point in time, um, seems to a be able to break the rules and seems also to be able to distract himself with with other matters. Um, I had a coffee the other day with uh with Ivor, who's um somebody who listens to this and listens to the Steve. Uh, Hogarth podcast and is also a patron in fact on the subject of patrons I've got a new patron today uh, Rich Hendricks um, signed up to be a patron for uh, TFM today so thank you Rich um, particularly as I'd had a pop at Ginger's as well during the course of the week and on another podcast so thank you Rich it's very very gracious of you um, but I was having a coffee with either um, the other day and he mentioned I'd not ranted for a while um, and so maybe this is my maybe this is my rant about this particular topic, but it does it does beg a belief. I'll I'll put a link in the notes to this art this Guardian art Guardian Guardian article, which is well worth a read. It's actually quite amusing, um, but you know everything that's underneath it is 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 at the same time deeply disturbing. Anyway, um, I hope I hope you're well. Um, we have we have a mem- we have a member of the family uh, self isolating at the moment uh, as the Delta variant continues to rip through schools quite you know with with gay abandon so that's that's been going on this week but it's sudden you know um i guess the whole family feels a little bit differently about it this week simply because two of us have been double jabbed um but that's that's been that's been floating around but i hope i hope you're well uh, and uh, and everything's good where you are and we'll see where we are in the crazy world of of pandemic and politics this time next week <laughs> therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production